Welcome to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah Fennell. Alongside me, you'll hear from Joe Arco, Ken Sylvan, and Barat Oza. Each episode will have a combination of us sharing our 70 plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. Welcome back to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast. You are flying today with me, Sarah Fennell, and Barat Oza. Hello, my friend. Hello, Sarah. I always enjoy our conversations on here. Yeah, I love how they flow. Yeah. Every time Brad and I stop recording, we're like, I could just talk for hours because <laughs> there's just so many topics when it comes to holistic health and especially the body. Um, our topic today is supplements, which is a very, you know, it's a broad subject. And, you know, we wanted to come to you with some commonly asked questions that I'm sure, Brad, that you get from clients um, that we get from our students in the transformation mentorship and to create some clarity and then finalize this conversation with what we recommend for foundational supplements. You know, the everyday person, no matter what your goals are, what you can do in order to help support uh, the body. Yeah. Yes. And so supplements, you know, just before we dive into this conversation, supplements have become a lot more popular, let's say the last 10 to 20 years, as opposed to in the nineties through the eighties and us old folk now, I guess you can call it (laughs) that grew up in those days. And so what is your opinion, Brad, on seeing the rise in the supplement companies and also the need for them? I think there's definitely a need because, you know, again, from processed food to stress, to, you know, poor sleeping habits, like you name it, chemicals, toxicity, a lot of the things that we've spoken about in our previous podcasts, um, the need for supplements seems to be rising. And I think just like anything else, that when there's a demand, the there's a lot more people that get on that bandwagon to supply it, which is not bad. Uh, but then that also means there's it becomes hard for people to kind of decipher or sift through, okay, so which one do I need? Or what's a good quality versus, you know, what's the difference between this one and this one? You know, like a lot of clients say when they walk into a health food store, they're like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know, like, what, what do I need? Or, okay, great. If I want vitamin C, here's 20 brands. What's the difference? So um, it's great that there's all these options, uh, but then there's pros and cons to that. Right. Yes, absolutely. I also think too, the, I mean, when the medical world really started like booming, um, we'll say, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, you know, they were, they looked at the holistic space as quackery. Um, you know, even chiropractics, you know, we're a little bit discredited and those having those alternative thinking. And now, you know, we do see a rise in holistic practitioners in natural paths in people, you know, even for myself living here in Canada, I have healthcare. I rarely see my doctor. I natural, I regularly see my natural path. And so making that conscious choice of where I want to, you know, invest my money for my health. And I think people are feeling like they have more options, um, to help with their health. And then when they're around practitioners and people, you know, like who we, uh, certify as well, they're exposed to more, more supplements as opposed to going the pharmaceutical route. Right. 
So let's dive into our first question, which is always a huge question. I see lots of conversations around this. Um, I've even gotten into conversations with this with my parents and my family, um, you know, getting them on board with, with my frame of thinking, which is, can I not get all of my nutrients from food? The straightforward answer is no, um, for a lot of reasons, right? Like one, the quality of our soil, it's so depleted. Um, and unless you're eating organic, um, you know, food that's that's grown on a regenerative farm, you're not getting that nutrient density that we used to maybe that, you know, our great grandparents or someone used to get, right? Besides that also what's done with the food, right? So growing it one way is fine. Then what else is done to it from the, from the genetic modification to uh, how it's preserved and transported you know, all the freezing or heating or the spraying and even just little things like, you know, they they spray certain things on, I don't know, let's say an apple to make it look shinier. Um, so there's so much that happens to food, even just after it's uh, grown and cultivated and extracted, right? So this, all of those things. And then the whole, uh, you know, how many people are actually educated in terms of what is the right way to eat for me? You know, it's a very small population, sadly, still. Um, so when you look at all those factors, the the, the straightforward answer is no, you can't. Yeah. Can you build up to it? Obviously, as you learn, yes, of course. But even, even I think at that person's peak, um, there may be things that you will still need to take because of our lifestyle sometimes, right? Like I'm not leaving Toronto anytime soon. So I'm exposed to EMFs like crazy right? Any of us are like, uh, you know, traffic, like the pollution, all these things. And again, not to freak people out, but these are the realities of our lives. I'm always going to be on my cell phone right now because a lot of my business depends on it. So that depletes B vitamins really quick. That depletes C, vitamin C really quick. That depletes magnesium really quick. So I'm always going to kind of play catch up in some ways, right? Um, so yeah, I, I just from the lifestyle and all those other factors, you're, you're going to need supplements. Yeah. It's, it's like that double whammy, right? Then the food is not as nutrient dense. And I mean, we've talked on, on a previous podcast about mono agriculture and how, you know, if they just grow soybeans on that soil, you know, soybeans mm. take certain, uh, you know, minerals and, and trace minerals from that soil and you keep depleting, depleting, depleting. Sure. You can add uh, synthetic in, but is it as absorbable to the body? There's always that debate as well. And then you have the high stress lifestyle, which is so demanding. It will pull so many more. And I think even that lifestyle perspective is more detrimental than if our food, let's say our food was fully nutrient dense and we had the high stress lifestyle, you would still be playing catch up in some way or another. Sure. Exactly. So, and just people like us, right? Like we have compared to the average population, our systems are much better, but even us, like for our lifestyles, you know, let alone being human beings in this country, but also just being entrepreneurs, running multiple businesses, uh, serving so many people, your system is taking a beating, right? And we're always in that, um, you know, performance mode. And so we always need that stuff, right? Our, the average person, their, their nutrition bank balance is negative and they will definitely need more. And that's for any person. So if you're in that negative bank balance, you're going to need more initially um, till you get to a point where great, now I can, I don't need these. I can just take these to maintain myself or work on specific things. So um, I think we all are always going to need some form of support. Yeah. 
Um, the last point too, I just thought of as you were speaking there is even food rotation. You know, how many people go to the grocery store and buy the same 10 things every week in terms of fruits and vegetables? Uh, you know, buy your apples, buy your bananas, buy your lettuce, your carrots, your celery. But like, there's so many, you know, more fruits and vegetables out there that we just need to play around with a little bit. And it's usually not the like a, a robust amount of, you know, you see like a whole aisle of apples, you know, venture into those areas where you might find like three or four of something, like find out what it is, find a recipe, play with different, you know, fruits and vegetables. And I've had fun doing that the past couple of years being like, what is this? And some things I enjoy and some things I just don't. Yeah. And that's a very good point because that's one of the big things we teach our coaches is food rotation. That's so important. And that applies to everything. Like just even from, uh, the proteins that you eat or even fats, right? Like most people, when it comes to fats, they may have maybe some nuts, maybe avocado, olive oil, uh, and now coconut oil, right? But again, even that needs to expand to, you know, you have your beef tallow, you have your grass-fed ghee, like whatever. So there's so many, you know, even proteins, right? The average person's eating chicken and beef, um, yeah, but there's so much more. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, that's, that's, that's really important to, that's a great point. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so much value in learning the different nutritional values of different food. Cause it makes you have a more conscious awareness. You're not just choosing food from a, you know, a satiary, like taste perspective anymore, but it's how am I fueling my body? And I think that's a really powerful question that people can ask themselves is how am I fueling my body? And, and am I, am I putting all the ingredients in that's needed in order to help it function at its optimal highest best? Yeah. And even if you think about when they say, you know, you are what you eat, eats, um, obviously what, you know, let's say chicken, what did the chicken eat? But also now, you know, just like the chicken has used nutrients from grass to become muscle or fat, you're doing the same thing, you know? So what are you eating? Because that's what you are becoming, literally. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love the rabbit hole of that thinking. <laughs> All right. Our next question to tackle here is how do we choose a brand? You, you know, uh, mentioned this earlier in the conversation about people walking into a supplement store or even walking into shoppers drug mart, you know, a couple aisles there. And it's like, what is all this? And you got, you know, a vitamin C in 20 different brands. Well, which one, you know, is the brand that I should be looking for? And so what are your initial thoughts on that question? That that is challenging because you know again there's so many available and there's there's some amazing brands there's some decent brands and then there's some that like uh -uh, don't touch those and I think a lot of that depends on uh, one where the raw materials were you know uh, used from right because at the end of the day there's a handful of companies that actually provide the raw materials and then there's these supplement brands that buy the raw materials from them. And then there's the manufacturing process, which makes a difference, right? There's certain nutrients that when you heat them, they become ineffective, but then there are companies that will do that to make it into a capsule or whatever. So now does the average person need to start looking into that? If you have time, sure. Uh, Cause everything's available. You can look into it and see these different companies practices. But I think one of the easiest ways is knowing the professional brands. Right. What are the brands that naturopaths are using, holistic nutritionists are using, um, you know, certified even dietitians or whatever are functional medicine doctors? What are those brands? And yes, of course, they will be priced a little higher. One from the fact that their raw materials cost more, the manufacturing processes are way more you know, superior. Um, and yes, there is a premium because, hey, we're just going to give these to these practitioners and certain health food stores. So 
Um, but then that's that's the value you're also going to get from it, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's such a big difference in people taking a certain kind of magnesium from a certain brand and then taking the same kind of magnesium, same dosage from a different brand and going, wow, I slept amazing. You know, so that can make such a big difference. So at the end of the day, you've really got to look at it. What are those professional brands uh, that these practitioners are using? And if you just stick with those, you'll be good. Generally, you'll be, you know, in a, in a good um, spot. Yeah. And yeah. especially the recommendations, like what you said from, from a practitioner or someone who has assessed your body uh, to see what it needs. And really what this question comes down to is quality quality of processing, quality of, of sourcing ingredients, like what you said, because there's there's a degree of bioavailability that that supplement that your body will be able to take from that supplement. And so the first like first thing is it can does it even break down in the body? Mm-hmm. I remember when I was back in school for holistic nutrition talking about this topic, uh, there were x-rays and there were pills showing up in someone's bowels that because they just were not digested you know, maybe like a full like Centrum or Kirkland. We'll talk about some brands in a second, um, but they they just don't break down. And I've heard of people also seeing them in the toilet. And so if it's not being dissolved, that's one thing. And then the ingredients in there, are they a high enough uh, quality to really serve the body um, to give it that boost of, of nutrition of what it needs? Absolutely. So even, even just the concentration also, right? There's some that are like, if I take one capsule, I'm getting this. And this is the thing too, right? Labels can get misleading also. Someone can go, oh, I need only one capsule? Great. Yeah, but how much are you getting of that particular vitamin or mineral or whatever it is, right? And that reminds me of a story, what you mentioned about seeing this stuff in their poop and stuff. But I had a client who started working with me and I gave him, I think back then we used to work with Poliquin uh, brand a lot. And uh, of course, that's from the US. And it was a little bit of pain getting it, but it was so worth it. And I had given him that. So he had these gels that were from Poliquin. And then his mom bought Kirkland from Costco. And so um, he said, hey, let's do a let's do a test. So he had they had two bowls of water. And then she put uh, a gel of the Kirkland fish oil. And he put the Poliquin fish oil in there. And they went for lunch, came back. Uh, the Poliquin fish oil, the bowl, the oil was floating on top. And you couldn't see the gel cap anywhere. The other one, the gel cap was at the bottom. There's no oil anywhere. It's still cracked open and it's sitting there for like over an hour. Mm-hmm. So that was like a pretty cool, like, wow, okay. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's pretty eye-opening to think now, what's it doing inside your body? Yeah. And, and I think that's, this is such a powerful point because a lot of people, if you're not educated on this, what's your determining factor? Usually price. Yeah. Right. No one wants to pay more for something that, that in, yeah. in any regard. Yeah. And so if you, you know, have a, a Paul Quinn or even like a Metagenics or like an AOR, those are some really good name brands as opposed to Kirkland, you know, you would probably have to take double the amount of Kirkland to even get the, that nutritional basis, even if it, if it even continues to break down more. So in the long run, you would probably be spending more but you don't realize that you need to take more than your regular dose. So what you're taking really isn't even effective at all. And it's just a waste of money. Exactly. And you're probably taking more for not enough effect. Yes. Yeah. I have, um, I have this book here for those who are uh, listening. It, it's called a uh, NutriSearch, N-U-T-R-I search. Um, this one's from back in 2015. It's a little outdated, uh, but basically it's a nonprofit company that compares 1500 products from Canada, Colombia, Mexico, and the United States. And, and there's a great chart in here. It talks about 
what good supplement quality is, how it should break down, um, testing regulations for this company as well. And so it's, it's totally legit, non-biased. And as an example, um, it rates it from a star from one to five, one being poor, five being the best. And you have something like Douglas Labs or AOR, uh, Metagenics isn't in here. You have Genuine Health, uh, Trophic. These are all great brands. They're mm. rating a, a four or five star. Then you have Jameson, which is in Shoppers Drug Mart a lot. Uh, Kirkland, which is in Costco. Uh, Centrum, which is in Shoppers Drug Mart. And these are rating a one, one and a half. None oh. of them even have a two. Uh, and, and so that comes down to quality of everything that we were talking about here. Um, and so it just goes to show even there are, you know, third-party companies testing this uh, to be able to give us this knowledge. You just need to know how to do your, you know, dig into it. Yeah. And I think it's so worth it for the average person to consult a professional that they trust to recommend supplements before they just walk into a store. Mm-hmm. Because And there's a lot of stores now that have holistic nutritionists on staff that can help. But it's also a lot of times, one thing we have to remember is, let's say, for example, fenugreek, right? Really good for blood sugar. Uh, it's proven to even increase testosterone. helps with increased breast milk. Now, each company is also thinking, okay, I want to make a fenugreek supplement. Who do I want to target? So if they want to target lactating women, they're going to go increase breast milk. They're not going to talk about blood sugar. So a person walking in, I remember uh, this came to my mind because I had a client once. I said, hey, we're going to take fenugreek. I can't remember what it was, but it was something to do with either blood sugar or testosterone or something. And um, he walked in, he picked up things like, he sent me a picture. Are you sure this is the one? It says increases breast milk. Oh, it was a male, male client. Yeah, he was a guy, right? So that made me just think about right now. I was like, and that can be so confusing for someone, right? Like a man walking in going, increases testosterone is what I read somewhere. But the bottle says increases breast milk. Oh, I don't want to take that kind of risk. Yeah. You know, so I, I think if someone is looking to just be like, hey, I need some supplements, ideally walk into a store where they have someone educated on staff or go consult a practitioner that you know that can maybe even assess your system before saying, go take these. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, having that individual assessment because they're, there are so many different supplements and you can easily waste your money on quality or just taking something that your body doesn't need. There's a lot of water soluble supplements, which just means if your body doesn't need it, it will just pee it out. Um, and so that consultation is key. And, and we have to consider every company. So every product, they always have a marketing angle or there's some way that they will spin their product. And that doesn't mean that's good or bad. You know, there's some, even like, you know, the fenugreek company, which I'm sure was, was high quality, but they had to have an angle on their product in order to attract a particular customer. And so it on a supplement bottle, you don't get the full uh, spectrum of what that uh, product could possibly do. Yeah. I know a company, very good company, but they started having these products that were like, whatever for her. And I was like, oh, interesting. Must be a different formula for women. This is great. I go look at the ingredients. It's exactly the same. Then they're selling both. And I was like, good. I I have nothing against marketing. From a consumer standpoint, you know, now a woman's going to go, that's for her. Great. I'm buying that, which is not bad. It's good. But it can get confusing for someone who's like, oh, okay. Like, what do I buy? You know? So, um, I think that's just another thing that the labels, the marketing, it's another thing that the average person doesn't have time to figure out, you know? Yeah. So 
it's so worth uh, consulting someone. Yes. Even, you know, if someone doesn't want to go to some type of practitioner, uh, great stores uh, in Canada, like Healthy Planet, Holistic Nutritionist will work there. Um, You can ask them questions. They're very knowledgeable about their products. Um, Yeah. Healthy Planet is the one I love to go to. If you go to an actual supplement store um, that based on health, not on sport performance, like there, there can be very different conversations being had there. I guess it's knowing like, what is your goal and who do you need to talk to? You Mm. know, um, is it sports based? Is it performance based? Is it muscle building based? Or are you looking to revitalize the body through a a nutritional standpoint and and work with more, you know, herbology, uh, that would be more specialized, uh, supplement stores. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, fellow health junkie, Sarah here. I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to jump in and let you know about a free resource that we've created for you. We want to give you the number one protocol that all result-driven holistic coaches and practitioners give to get insane results with their clients. Results like easing digestive issues, increased physical and mental energy, accelerated weight loss, reduced inflammation weight, clearer, brighter skin, and a better sense of well-being. Go to www.transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. Let us know your name and email address, and we'll send you a detailed manual explaining this protocol, how to coach your clients through this phase, food replacement lists, and client tools and resources so that you can get an action right away. Transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. I've also left you a link in our show notes. Let's get back to the episode. Our third question here is, do I have to take supplements for the rest of my life? Yes and no. So there's, again, uh, if this is my lifestyle, there are certain supplements I'm always going to take with regular breaks, right? Uh, Interestingly, um, so I've been taking stomach acid HCL for 10 years now. um, And I can go almost three to four weeks without taking any. And I'm okay. So I ran out of them two weeks ago and I haven't bought them yet. Um, and I can feel my bowels are so different. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so I just, I'm going to go today and order them. Uh, but that's also my body telling me, hey, bro, like your HCL is crap. You need to keep supplementing. Yes. Um, so things like that, I will always keep taking with regular breaks. There are supplements that you would take for a short period of time because maybe there's a specific thing you're working on. So if you're working on clearing fungus from your body, great. You may have a protocol that goes with that and you run that for whatever, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever you need, and then you're done. You don't have to keep taking it. So it depends again on, like you mentioned, what's your goal? What are you taking this for? What's the purpose, right? So I think knowing that is important and then you'll always probably have some kind of foundational supplements and then there'll be ones that are more specific protocols. Yes. Yeah. It's figuring out what your body needs in that moment in time. Like, you know, your body will show you signs and symptoms, or if you're having assessments or reassessments from a practitioner, they can help you pinpoint what you're working on. And I think it's really important to note that supplements are a supplement to good nutrition and everything else. You know, I, I think we got our point across there from talking at the beginning uh, of the conversation, but just so that people know, you know, your supplement protocols that they'll ebb and flow depending on maybe the time of the year, um, the specific stress that your body is under foods, you're eating foods, you're not eating. I know my body, 
um, craves different things uh, or shows different signs and symptoms in the winter as opposed to the summer. Uh, and so it's having that general awareness that the body is always in flux. Like it is in constant motion all the time. Uh, and so being on certain protocols or just uh, basic supplements, there's that ebb and flow with, uh, with them. Yeah. 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 And that's a great point. Like I think sometimes people don't remember that it's called a supplement because it's supposed to supplement your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Nutrition is always going to be the foundation. And yes. it, I can't tell you how many times we've had people come to us who've worked with some other practitioners who were not coached sufficiently on the nutrition side, but were recommended $300, $400 worth of products. Yeah. I right? see that and in the, I see that in the, I saw that in the fitness world a lot um, yeah. in the competition space. Yeah. I see that a lot in even like the holistic space. Like mm. we, I was just having a conversation with another client who she's been working with a naturopath, a homeopath for a long time to clear some, she has like a herpes virus and stuff like that. But none of them are looking at her nutrition deeply. Like what are you doing day to day? And her appointment uh, schedule for these practitioners is like six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. and only being recommended here, take these supplements and maybe being told things like, Hey, consider doing an elimination diet, but no one's monitoring it. No one's coaching her day week to week, at least and saying, Oh, if this is what you're feeling, hmm, we should change it this way. Yes. And I think that's a big problem. And for some people it works. It's awesome. I know people who took six supplements from the practitioner felt phenomenal. Great. But I think for most people, you will have to look at the nutrition at some point. Yeah. Uh, um, that's, that's a really great point about the, cause you know, you have the medical community, which is very prescription based, um, pharmaceutical based, the natural path world is a lot of, you know, supplements and herbs and, and some great testing. Um, and there is like, I see a small fraction of nutrition, but not like what you said, they're like the robustness. And then you have nutritionists solely working on nutrition, but don't really know the supplement side of things. Um, or even, you know, not knowing the, the training or the movement side of things. And I'm going to geek out right now and plug our transformation mentor. Uh, because if, if you're interested in becoming a stress-reduced fat loss practitioner and learning, you know, how to do the movement, how to do the nutrition plans, how to do the supplement plans, how to do the lifestyle coaching, the, the sleep protocols, like the comprehensive holistic approach to transforming, not just from a fat loss perspective, but from a health and vitality. Um, I really feel like we have something special here with our mentorship because, we've looked around, we've seen all the holes, you know, all of us taking various different things. Cause we're like, well, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. There's another aspect to this. Um, because it does take that comprehensive approach to create that balance and homeostasis. So our mentorship is starting, uh, February 28th applications are still open. Um, as this is airing right now, transformationmentorship.ca. Uh, you can find more in- information there. Yeah. So let's segue into talking about some basic supplements. And so, you know, you were saying there are some supplements that you would most likely take all of the time as a general support, and then there's different protocols. And so let's talk about that general support from a baseline perspective, what the majority of people should be taking. I would say the average person, a good quality multivitamin would be foundation. Um, usually D3, vitamin D3 is again, incredibly uh, necessary for all of us. Uh, magnesium would be a third. Um, and again, these are not in any particular priority or anything, but these would, be, if I had to pick three, those three would be things I would go for. Uh, magnesium, just so critical for over 800 functions in your body. 
Um, and then I would look at zinc uh, and definitely some kind of digestive support. And the way we teach our coaches is we teach them the stomach acid test so that they can assess where the person's stomach acids are and then dose accordingly. Um, those would be foundational yeah. to um, work with. And some people, depending on their you know, nutritional needs, their uh, ability to detoxify genetically, we may give them a specific B vitamin in there. Um, but those are generally foundation for most people. Yeah. And you look at how much the body is depleted of those uh, magnesium as an example. It's one that I, I recognize when I'm not on it. Um, it, it helps calm my nervous system. It helps with my bowels. Um, it helps with my racing brain. Um, it, it helps. I, I just feel, I feel like I've taken a deep breath whenever I'm taking magnesium. Uh, and it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Like what you're saying over 800 functions in the body. So you think you have this one nutrient magnesium that has to do 800 functions and is depleted from a stressful environment. Oh my goodness. Um, would you say that most people are meg deficient who are living in our modern day world? No doubt. Yeah. 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 Um, and, Even when and the um, neurotransmitter profile that we teach our students during for the assessment process, the most common neuro, neurotransmitter that is deficient is usually GABA, which is like the brakes in the car. So it calms your nervous system down and it tells your nervous system how to regulate cortisol. And that is very closely linked with a magnesium deficiency. So the better your magnesium levels are, the better your GABA will be. Mm -hmm. So again, we see that in so many different aspects in the assessment process uh, where it's like, yep, that's a magnesium issue. That's a magnesium issue. That's a magnesium issue. Yeah. A common thing we get people saying is they get cramps like foot or um, uh, restless leg is this thing that in the last six, seven years, I'm hearing so much about. Uh, cool story about magnesium is this is years ago. This is when I didn't even know the holistic side. I was like meathead. Um, I had a client, she was in her 80s. And she had come to me and she, you know, she needed some work. She needed to get active and she wasn't overweight or anything, but she was in a couple meds. And then one thing she said is all day, I'm okay. At night, my, I get this pain in my left leg that is just unbearable. And the doctors wanted to put her on some medication. The only reason she didn't use that medication is because her brother had passed away from a hemorrhage from using that medication. She's like, I'm not doing that. I'll take the pain. Anyway, so uh, we her training sessions used to be just literally, we used to walk, walk on her gait, walking properly, and then some exercise. And then I somehow found out about magnesium. I don't, I don't remember how, but I said, hey, consider taking this magnesium. And this is when I was not even taking magnesium. I just had heard about something. And she takes it. Within two nights, she's like, guess what? I didn't have any pain. And this is like over 10 years of pain wow. that she had to suffer, two nights of magnesium, bam. Um, so it's it's that freaking powerful. Yes. And you yeah. look at probably how deficient she was in order to notice that drastic effect. Because with a lot of supplements, it's you're in it for the long game. It's not like a painkiller. You take it in 20 minutes, you feel better. Um, but when you can have, I'm like that with, with D3. Uh, I, I like to take 10,000 IUs like every three days. And I, I feel that boost when it, when it comes back up. And so, you know, you look in North America, D3, something else that's massively, uh, 
void in our environment just because we have, you know, winters. We're in winter right now and there's not as much uh, sun, sun, sunshine. Yeah. And even uh, this was a, this was a test done in North America. I don't know exactly what population, but they tested them even, I believe it, this is a Canadian research paper, but they tested them even in summer and they were all deficient. There wasn't a single person in that test group that was like optimal levels. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can imagine what's, what's happening over the whole year. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful, Bharat. I think this gave a lot of insight into anybody who is maybe, you know, confused about supplements. Um, and I think, you know, a rule of thumb for myself is, is less is more, you know, figure out what your body needs in this moment in time. And you don't need to be taking 20, 30 different things a day. Uh, just figure out what your body needs in order to respond at its optimal. Uh, I would like to close the conversation. Um, just something that came to me here talking about, uh, nutrient based supplements versus fat loss supplements. Um, we have a lot of coaches here, uh, you know, who deal with clients with weight loss. It's something that we coach our, uh, coaches on as well. Um, but from that holistic perspective. And so one thing I did notice going through the fitness industry is, you know, you got your BCAAs, you got your pre-workout, you got your whey protein. Um, you know, maybe there's a multivitamin and some C in there, and then there can be all of these fat loss supplements or these energy producing supplements. And what I've found over the years is when you can learn where your body is deficient, you won't need those things to stimulate, you know, fat, fat loss happens when the body is less stressed and it, and it's able to open up those fat cells and release it, not by putting more strain on it in order to have to release fat when it's not ready to. And so if you're someone who's been solely in the fitness world and maybe you're not open to, you know, we were talking about fenugreek, maybe you haven't heard of magnesium. Um, you know, maybe you haven't thought about HCL or, or digestive enzyme looking at supporting the body and what it needs, not trying to put it into a state, um, where it's still nutrient deficient. I think that also requires a little bit of that mindset shift, right? Like, especially when we come from that fat loss industry, not just that fitness industry, but that fat loss industry, it's so based on bullying your body to change form, you know? So let's bully my body. I'm going to do more cardio. I won't, I'll, I'll take more stimulants. Um, I don't need to sleep. I have to wake up in the morning. I had a client yesterday. I had a conversation. She she's work shift. She's a nurse and she's work shifts for so long. And now her, uh, uh, shift is changing from like 7am to three, 3 30 PM. She's like, should I wake up at 4am and train? I'm like, no, why would you do that? But that's been that mindset, that underlying, uh, foundation of that whole industry has been let's bully the body. Mm-hmm. And so same thing, when you take these fat loss supplements, which are really stimulants and something that manipulates thyroid and something that m- makes your cells do more, you know, produce energy. Um, it's, it's the same concept. It's like, let me bully these cells and release the fat. And it, we can't do that. We can't bully. Think about it. How many, actually, how many of us have been bullied in some way or the other, right? Did it ever have a positive outcome? Yeah. In yeah. some ways, yes. But then there's also that, all that emotional charge and trauma that's associated with it. 
Yeah. Right. So that's the same thing that's going to happen chemically with your body. Right. We, we just have to shift our mindset to realize you can't keep bullying yourself. Yeah. I, I definitely felt that in my early, early days, because I mean, th- those stimulants, they wake up your body. They give you more motivation. You can have a lot more output. But there is this point of diminishing returns where there is this crash and how stressful are those stimulants on the body. And this is why we see in the uh, the, the fat loss pill industry, if we can group that all together, you look at either people not getting the results because they think it's only a pill that they need to take, or they, they burn the body out and they end up rebounding all that effort that they had put out anyways. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Brat. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode here today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, upload to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.